Welcome. This is Ram Forward, a weekly podcast about the Los Angeles Rams. Hosted by two guys in California and Florida. It's LA Rams, coast to coast. My main man, Daryl Henderson, led the rushing attack with 43 yards and a touchdown. The Moose, Cup, Brandon Powell, and Chitarius also contributed in the run game. Newly acquired rookie Ronnie Rivers and veteran Malcolm Brown did their best Cam Akers impersonations and were ineffective. It looks like until injured running back Kyron Williams returns, Hindu is the only true running back that can be productive. I read an article earlier today that uh, says that there's five Ram players that need to improve after the bye week, and the guy put Henderson as one of the players that has to improve, and I thought, <laughs> what are you talking about? His statistics are better than you know half the running backs in the league. I know. Anyone who watches the Rams would, would not say that. I mean, I also read uh, that he's one of only 11 running backs in the league to not give up a pressure, which means he's not only is a good runner and good pass catcher, but he picks up rushers to protect Stafford. So you have to watch the games and watch all the plays and pick up these subtleties and nuances to know who's really good and who's not who's not good. I mean, without Henderson, we have no running game at all. So people are just looking at the average. They're not looking at that he's running behind a horrible offensive line and that the play calls are terrible and that he does other things well in addition to running the ball that most people wouldn't even notice. Yeah, since you mentioned that in the Super Bowl that after OBJ went out that uh, Henderson was lining up in the receiver position, I've been watching right. that, and he <laughs> in that last game, he did line up quite a few times, and that just goes to show you that the uh, that he senses the urgency, which Sean McVay has been trailing, trying to tell Cam Akers that he hasn't right. been playing with any urgency, and that's why I think that you know Cam Akers is down the road. It's like they're banging their head against the wall, and he's not listening. So I heard, too, that he wanted more carries, and it's like, what are you talking about? Why should you get more carries when you don't deserve more carries? Yeah, I know. He doesn't block. He won't block. He, I, he's lost his burst. Yeah. Um, but with Henderson, he's a real we, my, we not me guy. He does everything that they ask of him. He does everything well. He never complains, whatever you tell him to do. In fact, in a lot of games, he actually got more snaps than Akers, but he wasn't running the ball. They were putting him in to block because he's such a good blocker. He's actually being penalized. He's not even getting runs because they're putting him in to block because Akers can't or won't block. So they have to put somebody in the backfield to protect Stafford. And so he does it, doesn't complain. He just does what they ask of him, and he's always there. Yes, he gets injured once in a while, but all running backs get injured. So that's why he's my favorite guy. He doesn't, he's grossly underappreciated. I appreciate what he does, and, uh, but he can't carry the load alone. He's not a 25-touch-a-game a uh, guy. He's not built that way. He's not intended to be that way. He's like a change of pace back, maybe 10, 15 touches, but they're going to have to get another back to get the other 10 to 15 touches or uh, Henderson's not going to make it the whole year. So there's talk about, you know, of course, Kyron Williams comes back, but there's a lot of talk about bringing the veteran running back before the trade deadline. So, which is, I think, November 1st. So we'll see how that shakes out. We should have updated information next week as after the, this game that's being played by the rest of the league, because uh, the Rams are on a bye, there'll probably be some activity shortly after that. And maybe acres will get moved. Yeah. There's, I've seen some uh, trade proposals for uh, Christian McCaffrey, but he can, in the short term, bring something. It just depends on uh, you know how much we had to give up to get him. But uh, right, we don't have a lot. We we don't have much draft capital, and whom are we going to trade that's of any value? You know, we we're, no, we have very little depth anywhere. I'm trying to figure out what we could trade. We don't have draft picks to trade. 
I can't imagine that they would want Cam Akers. If they traded McCaffrey, they'd have to get a running back of some sort. Otherwise, they can't even play this season because he, he's really the, the one-man gang back there. So a team would have to trade some decent running back and picks. And I guess we could trade Henderson, which I hope we don't do, oh. and some picks. But uh, that, uh, me personally, I mean, it might make sense, but I'd hate to see that happen because you really need two good running backs. So yep. Yep. I, don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but maybe we'll have more information next week on that. No, you called him Flabby Jackson. His, his first name is Alaric. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. And I, yeah, he uh, got that nick. He got that nickname last year. There, when he first joined the team, he was an undrafted free agent. There's a lot of pictures of him with his bouncing belly. Now I know all <laughs> offensive linemen are like that, but he was particularly bad. A total lack of muscle tone. But he's not a bad player. In fact, it would not surprise me if he does a better job than Noteboom and wins that job. Noteboom is not playing well. He's injury prone. I have faith in Jackson. I think he's going to be okay. I don't think he's going to be a Pro Bowl player, but he's quick. And Andrew Whitworth, I read last year, Andrew Whitworth, you know, the great left tackle who retired, spent a lot of time. The guy took it upon himself to talk to Whitworth and said, show me what to do, show me the technique. And Whitworth spent a lot of time with him. And he said he thinks he's going to be a good player. So I put a lot of stock in what Andrew Whitworth says. Now, McVeigh, he just, he'll say anything. Yeah. You know, that so-called coach speak that coaches use to, to, you know, elevate players, and 99% of that means nothing. But Andrew Whitworth is not a guy who just runs his mouth indiscriminately. So if he if he's high on Larry Jackson and he's, you know, t- you know tutored him one on one, I think he's got a chance to be a good player. Anyway, he can't be much worse than Nopum, who was not yeah. who gave a lot of money to and hasn't really performed. So and I the, the thing that I liked about Jackson was just reading about him because his listed playing weight is 285, and he said uh, in Twitter he said no. My weight on a good day is 3.30. And yeah, right. <laughs> he changed his diet to a vegan diet, and he did that because he said he wants to be healthier. And you, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you change it to a vegan diet because you want to be healthier. You don't do it because of all the unlimited choices of uh, cuisine. Right. You know, so right, he's right. committing himself to his craft and to becoming better. And I think that's where, like you said, an influence from uh, Whitworth. So right. Jackson is versatile. So I'm looking forward to I think that in the second half, I think we saw that where they were putting drives together and right, the cohesion yeah. was coming together. Right. That's the key. It's not just getting five good guys. you got to get five good guys who work together, who play game after game. I mean, this musical chairs, shifting new guys in and out, guys from one spot on the line to another, they're never going to get any cohesion. they got to get the same five guys who play for several games, who get the blocking schemes down pat, a center who helps with the correct calls, and, and they haven't had that, and they've struggled, but they should get that in the second half. In fact, Jackson would be a good guy to do your uh, player profile because he's he's now the left tackle, and that's considered one of the most important positions on the offense because he protects the quarterback's blind side, and Stafford is not a running quarterback. He sits back there, as I've complained about, play after play on those straight dropbacks. He's going to need a good left tackle where he's going to get killed back there, so... The Rams are putting a lot of uh, faith in him, really, because they have no choice. All righty. So uh, next week I will do a uh, player profile on Alaric Jackson. We'll get to the bottom of all this talk about him. Okay. As we wrap things up, we've still got uh, special teams to cover. That's a short one. Yeah, it was an uneventful day on special teams, which is good for us. Matt Gay made all four of his kicks. Riley Dixon averaged a solid 48 yards per punt, and there were no gaffes of any kind. No news is good news with that group because that's been a weak group the last year and a half. So if there's nothing to say about them, that's generally a good thing. 
Well, the Rams are 3-3, three and three, and it looks anyway, feels like it, they are trending up. Let's get your summary of the Rams' victory over the Panthers and moving forward. The offense continues to struggle behind the terrible offensive line and McVay's odd play calling, although it was better on Sunday than in prior games. The Rams dominated time of possession 37 minutes to 23 minutes because Carolina had a lot of three and outs. They weren't moving the ball at all. Now, the Rams paid a lot of money in raises for Cup, Aaron Donald, and Stafford and sunk lots of money into free agents Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner in the offseason and totally neglected the offensive line other than to extend tackles Joseph Nopal, who's injured, and Rod Havenstein, neither of whom has played so well so far this season. Those of us who watched the preseason games could see that we had no depth on the OL, and we are seeing the results of that now. We could see that uh, Evans and Colonnay, they couldn't even block other teams' second stringers in the preseason. So it's no surprise that they're getting destroyed by other teams' first stringers. So that's going to have to be addressed. And personally, I'm glad to have a week off from the Rams because watching their offense is just plain tedious. After the bye, we play the dreaded 49ers, who look mediocre against everyone else, but world beaters against us. McVay and Porras will have two weeks to prepare for the game, and we'll have a detailed analysis of what we think the Rams need to do in order to win that in the next week's podcast. Our trivia question answer, Wade Phillips was our defensive coordinator in 2019. The running joke was that because McVay was so young and son of bum, Wade's nickname was so old that the Rams had a head coach in daycare and a defensive coordinator on Medicare. This has been the Ram Forward Podcast. We ask that you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if you really like the show, feel free to write a review.